All right, we're coming in on the high seas, a little salty. We're going to uh, play a little conversation game, and we're going to call it The Boat. And Justin's going to let you know uh, where you could find us, and then we're going to teach you how to play this game with your friends, and we're going to play it ourselves and just have a good time and have a conversation and build our relationship over the next 30, 40, or 50 minutes. All right, so welcome to the Wags and Fresh podcast, episode 12. We, uh, you can find us on our YouTube page, uh, the Wags and Fresh podcast. Uh, that's on YouTube. Um, we're also on Anchor, uh, the Wags and Fresh podcast. And um, we haven't been on Facebook Live recently, but uh, one of these days we'll get back on there. So for, it, for now, just YouTube and Anchor. So, um, so yeah, let's jump into the game. Uh, I'm excited about this. I guess, where do you want to start? Um, so here we go. We're going to do before you get on the boat. So you walk up to the dock. Which boat do you choose? Okay, so which boat do you choose? I, 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 I don't know what that question means. Well, just you could take it anywhere from a newer boat, uh, uh, a boat that's been proven out to sea, yeah. an older boat, a boat that you made yourself. Gotcha. It could be any type of boat. Gotcha. Um, for me, I, I definitely want more modern. I was I thought about that. I, uh, I I was thinking about some of the older boats, which would be cool and have its own. Um, I think you know these old schooners and big boats that exist that still are out there today. But I think for me, I wanted something a little bit, uh, not quite a yacht, but something um, in that scope of modern that would give us some technology. Would it change your opinion at all if a lot of people think? Adversity creates growth over comfort. Um, no, I mean that's that's true. You know, adversity creates growth, but I don't think that one uh, type of boat will uh, give you. I didn't choose modern because I think it's easier. Right. I chose modern because of some of the things that would give me that I would rather have. Because um, there'll be different adversities. Like a radar? <laughs> yeah. Well, that, but, when, you know, uh, you could still use a compass and the stars and all that other stuff on some of the older boats, you know, hundreds of years old. So I'm not as much worried about that. Um, it, it was just much more of a, a little bit of a style thing, but also um, just more of, uh, I don't really see that there would be any, uh, there would be just different adversities, okay. in my opinion. So I'll just take the older boat just so we have another approach, but it, but I will stay close to your boat. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, well, do you, do you, well, I'll ask you a question then. Well, then what are you going to name your boat? Oh, um, I mean, my boat would be named Jesus for sure. Okay. Mine uh, is the SS Challenger. I, I, uh, I definitely thought about how that in, uh, reflects me. Um, and how I uh, approach the world. So it would be kind of the way I approach the, the sea. It would be to challenge the sea, not to do anything stupid, <laughs> but to, to push maybe a little bit um, more than somebody else would. Um, I, don't, I wouldn't want to play it overly safe. And, and also the challenger is really sort of how I approach life, right? I challenge myself and others around me. And that's sort of that word in particular sort of uh, encapsulates me a little bit. And when you think of Challenger, you, you do think of not just that mid-range boat that you're talking about, but you almost think of those exploration type vehicles because under the water to me 
is just as interesting as on the water, which is just as interesting as the sky would be at night or all those mm -hmm. other things. Yep. But under the water and all those, you know, exploration um, things that go, you know, you go in the bubble and you can go way sure. down yeah, or yeah. the snorkeling and the yep. scuba diving. Yep. That sort of, you know, fits in with, with those type of things. All right, so let's, um, let's figure out the people you would bring on the boat and why. Okay. So I guess I have a follow-up question to that, though. Is, sure. Is, is there a limit of people that we could put on the boat? Um, only for the conversation. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I also will make the assumption that if there's somebody on the boat that has a significant other, then that significant other would automatically come. If they and... sit on their lap. <laughs> <laughs> there's only so many seats. Um, you know, but I think the, the point of this conversation... That is them, though. Isn't, is, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Isn't to say that it's only this person. It's, it's right. why that person is really... It's who they the represent. Is. Right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, all right, well, where do you, who do you want to start with? Um, let's start with... The person who got us the microphones. All right. Yeah, she's a she's top on my list. Uh, we just uh, added a new, nice little feature. We have these new microphones that uh, uh, are you know are have lapel um, clips on there, so we can have better recording. And, then, and uh, what's great about these, and I think we didn't realize this until we opened it up today, um, was the extension cords and how far we can be sitting from one another and do this. But more importantly, long term is some of those recording challenges we had in the past uh, while we were in our cars will now be uh, a moot point because we'll be able to wear these microphones while we're driving if we choose to record something and don't have to hold a phone or talk through Bluetooth or anything like that. So shout out to Jesse for that. And, yeah, uh, and I think but, you could just go topic wives. Exactly. So then that so, way we can just yeah. So I so so since so she's my wife, I guess I'll, yeah. <laughs> I'll jump into that. Um, for me, she's probably the most ethical person that I've ever met. Um, as much as she can at times try to have this hard, you know, New Yorker um, attitude, especially when that's much more of a protective or defensive posture that she has. It's not a uh, a, a, an aggressive posture. Most people who know her um, don't see that side of her, and, uh, because they don't just don't provoke her to be that way. Um, but she definitely has um, that ability to make sure that she she challenges the world only only when she's provoked to to, to push back. Um, but what what's unique about her with me is that she's pretty much the one of the only people, but a very short list of people that are willing to push me. Um, push back very hard because most people uh, might give me advice, might give me feedback, um, but they do it in a, in a less than aggressive way. She's willing to push back as hard as she needs to. So I'm assuming you have a big boat. <laughs> yeah, there's there's lots of there's there's a whole front side and a back side. It's real wide. There's, there needs to be a lot of space because there are moments when uh, we need a, our different sides of the boat for sure, uh, and that definitely happens at home. But she's she's definitely there for me because of those things. Like just she's somebody I can rely on and look to when I'm not as because I'm not as ethical as she is. Um, I don't think I'm unethical, but she just has this sort of better core of who she wants to be and how she wants to be kind to others. And she has that. And sometimes she reminds me of 
you know, being a different way uh, because of who she is. I think people close to you, I mean, there's just such a unique factor they bring to things, not only in the way they've been able to know you, but also in their response to you because it doesn't have to be filtered. And, you know, having a filter isn't necessarily what we always need to help each other. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know of anybody else who knows me, knows my insecurities. Um, We're talking about Jen at this point. Or anybody that close. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, especially Jen. And just, you know, when, when you just need that breakthrough or um, you're in that situation. And it's weird because sometimes they're your cheerleaders, but sometimes somebody who knows you too well isn't always your ultimate cheerleader. Right. But um, they give you something that you just can't find anywhere else. I mean, there's so many times where, you know, I think I know her so well that I'm, I've already finished her sentence in my mind. And it's a shame because usually the next thing she said is, you know, is so true or right Mm -hmm. and so helpful that it's, um, that it ends up, you know, changing the course of things for the better. And I mean, if, if, you know, so many times you're looking at the relationship, but to look back on the relationship, not just about you together, but about where you've become, um, there's nobody else you'd want on a trip or journey that involves adversity, the unknown, um, seeing things maybe you've never seen before and you're in all of and you want to share with somebody. Uh, just even the simplest little things that, that happen along a journey that are supposed to be embraced. I mean, there's nobody better you know, to, to do that with than your, than your spouse or the people that are closest to you. For sure. Why don't you continue on then with with the next person that you put on the boat? We'll go with, you know, the stock answer of children. Sure, (laughs) sure. I mean, there's no way to not start off down this road, right? Right. But I think that it's important in this particular game to, it's a great way to allow people to hear you say why you appreciate them. Right. Right. That's, That's what this allows, this whole exercise allows you to do. Um, and what then you see them as being able to contribute on this boat, right? And this journey you're about to take. Yeah. And the kids are a whole different slant. And, you know, I think their slant is, and especially, you know, younger before they become jaded like we did as adults. Sure, Sure. I mean, the playful nature, the wonderment, the excitement, the exploration, the seeing things for the first time, the uh, non-judgment of seeing something that looks like the something they've already seen. Like adults sure. just get so into either already having an idea about something. What's that again? Categorization. You know. Right. Yeah. There's so many things you don't experience either because you've experienced them, which it still isn't the same experience, or something similar to it that you don't even explore, whereas kids you know, look at everything new for the first time. So I, I think for the, I mean, if you're going to go on a journey and explore and learn and be in wonder, 
I mean, that is like being a child again. So who better to do it than somebody who knows how to be a child and has that fresh look and perspective. And it's also important, you know, it's, it's funny, we're going individually, but they're not individual. Referring back to Jen, we get enjoyment from watching Mackenzie enjoy the journey. Sure. So it's it's not like the parts are disconnected. It they're all connected. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you you get even though you've experienced those things, you get a little bit of that sensation and maybe even a better appreciation for the experience that they're having because a you you know how excited they are because you've experienced some of those things in the past uh, and their wonderment and and all of whatever the, the world and but it's almost better because when you go through it, you you just there's so many other factors in your mind that you know you take away from it. But as a parent, you're like, I'm so glad they're having this experience, mm-hmm. right? You because you enjoyed that experience, you know, as maybe even not as much in the moment versus how much you remembered it after the fact. It was like I really appreciated having that moment. And the other thing it does, kids do, is you know when the seeds get rough, they're they're for me, even more so than Jesse, um, they're the reason why I'm willing to stay up, you know, as late as I have to to get through the storm, you know, to do whatever it takes to get no time for a pity party. Yeah, exactly. Because it just becomes I have to ensure that they're going to be okay, And so I'm willing to do things that if they weren't on the boat, I might not. You know, right. um, you know, yeah, people who look to you, it's, you know, if, if, if number one is we need to be loved, you know, as a universal, two is being needed. Yeah, for sure. So any specific things about Mackenzie that you wrote down? No, I mean, what I was, you know, thinking about the seeing things new for the first time, it's, it's not just like you would see something you never saw before. I think the the child and the wonderment and you know, I mean, Mackenzie's eight, so that's the world we're in. It's also, it's a rebirth of parts of you that have died, mm-hmm. you know, to, to see things in a way that you should be seeing them because all our thoughts and feelings as a kid were the right ones. It's the world that have made us adults and made us who we are today and the things that, that aren't pure about us anymore. They're all learned. Sure. And, you know, the other, you know, that's why it's, you know, so valuable to, um, to embrace that and become more of that as a parent than have the kid become more of you and the because I said so type of stuff, more exploring things with them and, and, and being reborn again in areas that have died because of, for whatever reasons. Yeah, it's, it went, I was just recently watching something and, and you bring up a point that is interesting that. It's always it's like this middle section of our life that gets we get distracted and bogged down with all this complicated noise where when you're younger and then when you're older, there's you know, they call it wisdom when you're older, but you have sort of a youthful, playful approach to life and appreciation for life in a way that you, you did as a kid, but because it was all new, right? Mm-hmm. It's just it's two different it's bookends for the same in the same way of life but just in obviously in different places and different experiences so I've just been recently watching some things with some older characters in in the shows and it's kind of tapped into some of that for me and that that wonderment or or just appreciation for life in a way that I think we have as as kids too but because it's just so new 
and we just lose all that in the middle of it right so you you know which i think is what has inspired us and motivated us to have these conversations weekly because we want more of that now mm-hmm. not just we had it when we were younger and we're going to have it again when we're older but what are we appreciating and doing today uh, that can give us that enjoyment as well so I do have a few little specifics about the kids for sure, me. Sure, sure. So with Caitlin, I think she underestimates how smart she is, but she has the capability of doing pretty much anything she wants to. And when she wants to put her mind to it, she does. So she would be a, a very uh, valuable person to have on the boat because um, you don't have to over-explain things and explain things 10 times to her. She gets things both from a big picture perspective as well as some of the uh, details. Um, so she'd be somebody that really quickly could pick up and, and help. Uh, Kieran it would be different because he's he's got that sort of uh, in- intellect that at times he doesn't understand the small stuff as easy. But he'd be able to I, you know, put him down in the belly of the boat and say, okay, I need you to figure out how to navigate this map. And he could spend a few hours analyzing data and come back with a, a different approach. So he would have a different skill than, than anybody else of the kids. Cameron has some of that as well, but she just, she'd be somebody that'd be grooming that if something happened to me on the journey, she's taking over, <laughs> right? She'd be the one who would be the the next uh, the next up to lead until the, she the learns journey. about mutiny she could just <laughs> <laughs> she might she might at some point be like this let's you know i'm tired of this direction we're going in i'm taking over uh and then chloe she's she has that sort of uh ethical dna that that jesse has and i think i know that we get a lot of feedback from from other parents and people and i think that you know they always sweet is always the word that they use when it comes to chloe but i think where that comes from is she has just a compassion for for life and people and you know everyone calls her the the, do- the pet whisperer and all those things but she's some like the example on the boat of how you should treat each other right she i'm sure she gets frustrated with people and and all of that but she doesn't have malice right so for me she's the example f- that other people could say yeah, there's going to be those moments when I got to be on one side of the boat and Jesse's got to be on the other side. But she's really the example of that we should all be following so that way we could get along and make the journey as enjoyable as possible. So for me, that's just some quick notes I had about them. That's awesome. Um, we'll go to the next topic, but just to you know, sum up the, the last category, you know, are the people and influences that we have that help us be our, the best version of ourselves, and also um, it would take very little communication for somebody to be there. Like there's people, like if we were getting on the boat and they knew we were getting on the boat, there aren't even people we'd have to call that would be there. Right, right. And that's the group that, that you know, fills in all those, not just fills in the gaps, I mean, they're a big part of who you are and actually when the things that are most important to us, you know, that family structure, Mm -hmm. you know, that's the place you go to to get resources to come back a better husband, a better father, a better person. Sure. Yeah, no, I I have a a short list (laughs) myself. I don't, you know, I was starting to write more people and realized, you know, okay, they might be 
people that I would consider at some point. But uh, obviously, for me, you would definitely be on that list because you're you have similarities uh, to what you do for me, um, as as Jesse does. The difference is that you're not as a as aggressive is not the right word. You're, you're more. I'm not on your boat. <laughs> no, you're on the. Boat. No, I mean, I mean, living. You know what I mean? It's, right. it's, well, it's, it's not that... just that, but it's, it's not just that. But I think that because you, you have the ability to take a different position than I do on a topic, and be able to talk through it, and maybe you're frustrated after we get off the phone or <laughs> you leave, but you don't show that in the conversation, and it allows for me to to take that information probably a little bit easier than if it was just. I don't agree with you and you're wrong and you know, the, which again, Jesse gives me enough of that already that I need. I don't really need another person to do that. Um, and especially because of the depth of the, the content that we talk about. Um, I have other people in my life that can fight back with me, but it's, it's on more superficial stuff. And so, you know, what you would be able to provide and what you do provide right now as that a sort of a safe place where I can say, hey, here's a topic that I have, an issue that I have, and you you're not necessarily going to agree. Sometimes you might, sometimes you won't. Uh, you will agree, but when you when you don't, you kind of say, well, did you ever think about it like this? Did you ever consider this factor or that factor? Um, and that allows for me to say, take that information, in a, so again, it's in that sort of a safe zone, and realize that. Uh, maybe when I'm driving away after we had that conversation while we were surfing or something and go, oh yeah, maybe I should have thought about it this way or that way. And, you know, um, so I, for me, that's what you do for me and it allows for there to be uh, the ability to have dialogue on important content and topics. But I don't feel, I'm not worried about if you're going to not agree with it that it's going to be confrontational. And so it allows for it to be, uh, I think, a more productive Yeah, and for me, growing up as a people pleaser, with one of my core values being authenticity and finding my true self, you know, you that's, I mean, that's the area where, you know, you're the area I practice that. You know, right. I, I practice my authentic communication without a filter, which helps me, you know, be able to do that in other areas. So it definitely works both ways. Yeah, for sure. Uh, who else do you have on your list? Uh, just, the, you know, the old crew. Yeah? Yeah, and what's interesting about it is it's not, um, even though we've had massive time together, it's not like time. As I mean, it, that, that time built something, but that time was almost eternal because the time isn't there anymore, but the relationship hasn't changed exactly yeah it's it's uh we're very fortunate i i've as we've gotten older i think we all recognize that that there are a lot of people that have you know relationships come and go and uh, oh yeah i lost touch with so and so and this and that and and we've all worked very hard to try to keep it together and and we probably could have a whole podcast on why that reality exists on why we're all still in communication and, and in touch with one another in whatever way um, and frequency we are. But to your point, if it's it's not it's not going to go away, right? There's no no there's no amount of time that's going to change that fact. And you know, for me, one of the things that Dave specifically brings into the equation 
for, for me is he's been able to be somebody that at times I don't necessarily agree with some of the things that he thinks or does or whatever, but that's not really relevant um, because that's the reality for all of us. Um, and But he is a great example of how to prioritize the right people or the important people in your life. And I think that there have been times in my life where uh, I struggled with that, um, get pulled in different directions or allowed myself to be pulled in different directions. And he's been kind of that constant reminder of prioritize, you know, wife and family and, and friends and people that are important to him. Not just on paper, but with your time. With his time. Yeah. And, and he does it day in and day out and, and relentless with it. And it's just such a great example for me of, and I think that it's changed me. Uh, I think that I've changed because of that allowed myself to eliminate noise and people from my life that don't need to be there because they're just a waste of time and uh, so that's definitely what he brings to the table for Mm -hmm. me i don't know if there's something else that you yeah no i mean and not not to mention that i he'd be great on the boat from from a music standpoint from you know uh we 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 got to bring fugle along yeah in late case we lose google connection right always fugle it and uh but also i think that he He's somebody that whether he knows how to, like I'm not a handy person at all, uh, and I don't even try to be. Whereas he will try almost anything. Like mm-hmm. he'll be like, I'm gonna Google how to do a car, you know, yeah, and car appliances, yeah, you know, carpentry, Kitchens. yeah, you know, all of that stuff. And you need somebody like that on a boat, yeah. <laughs> so he brings a lot of things. Yeah, I mean the creative, the art, you know, so many things that, I mean, so many aspects that like nobody else brings into the friendship yep you know you know such unique characteristics you know and chris is that way you know with his phil you know phil's that way um but just people that that you could call and and you know they'll be there and that's you know the most the most important thing yeah and they're, they're all you know a little unique in their ways and um and it works individually and it also works as a group you know not every friend who has a friend is friend with their other friends as well right like whereas the people we're talking about they could hang out with us without us or all together and you know to to have that and it's funny because the other day i don't know i just responded to somebody and said there's strength somebody was saying something about something i was doing and i said there's strength in the pack you know meaning like i'm not the only one doing it you know you're feeding me, I'm feeding you right. together. You know, that's what keeps all the momentum going. So so it's a good pack. But uh, let's, let's get on the boat. All right, so getting on the boat. So the boat is sort of meta, you know, metaphorical for a journey. So when let's, let's think of the boat as when's the right time to make a change? When's the right time to get out of your comfort zone? When's the right time to go out and learn something new? When are you frustrated with the dock? You know, right. you're tired of being on the dock or whatever. All those categories come together. So when is the right time to get on the boat? And just some subcategories, you know, uh, how involved is the weather? Um, what resources have to be uh, available? What's your situation on land and the concept of what's waiting at sea? So what is the right time to get on the boat for you? For me, it's always the crack of dawn. I mean as early as possible, probably 
at the dock still the sun's not up yet you know getting kind of everything in order get everything on the boat uh, while uh, the, the day's warming up a little bit and um, so the journey and day sort of match up they do yeah and, and, and I know that that seems um, but simplistic but it for me it's uh, I just find my days to be much more productive and uh, more in line with what I want to try to accomplish long term and, and just that day when I'm doing it that way. When I roll out of bed later in the day, it seems like the whole day just, you know, you look up and you go, oh, I did a couple things, but I really wasn't as productive as I really could have been if I would have approached the day. Almost, again, attacked. I almost look at it like, because getting up at five in the morning isn't always great. It's not fun. Some days are more fun than others. But a lot of days it's okay. And the alarm went off and you're pulling yourself out of bed. And But the only problem is the getting up part. That's it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that five minutes for the 23 hours and 55 is yep. definitely worth it yep. versus getting the extra five, yep. getting the extra 30 and losing out on 20. For sure. You know, it just, it's, it's, it's a fair exchange for sure. Um, for you, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I wasn't, I was thinking of it as, you know, the weather's not always going to be perfect. Um, you know, the resources you may have what you need. Some things you may be able to get along the way, but um, getting the journey started is important. You you talked about when the journey starts, which I, I definitely agree with for me physically and, and the way I'm wired, but getting the journey started is so important. And I have, you know, been thinking about this over and over and, you know, just different things and filtering it through this boat analogy. And sometimes until you leave the dock, you can't see the first buoy. Right. You know, it's outside of the harbor. Sure. So until you get the boat moving, um, but you have to make sure you got a good boat. You have to make sure it's seaworthy. You have to make sure you have more than you need to get um, to wherever you're going, even if it's where you think you're going, because um, that plan may take a little longer than you expect. But yeah, sometimes you have to get out before the next buoy appears. And sometimes there's things that go along the way that, you know, your planning is basically using what you have available to get on the boat and get out of the harbor. Your plan isn't necessarily the entire charted course, even right. though you may have charted the course. Right. And once you get out, there may be some things, other things you want to see. You may get to uh, a buoy and have a different path that you want to take, or the course may just be altered. But like we've talked about in the past, whatever course you're on, it's actually the true charted course, not the, not, you know, yeah. not your uh, simulated one. Well, you, with, going back to the to you know when do you go? It's not even really to your point. Not even specifically a time of day. You you have to be prepared to recognize that that there's you know multiple different scenarios from time of day, weather, so forth and so on that you could list as being all the factors in, in taking off. And you should really only have the most extreme no-go uh, situation to say, okay, I'm going this morning unless this one thing is going on and whatever that one thing mm -hmm. is. You don't have to have that, but there may be from a safety perspective some reason that you have to have that sort of one no-go thing, whether it's this gigantic the storm. The perfect storm. Or, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, that's, yeah. But, but other than that, if it's raining, go. If it's windy, go. Uh, if there's, you know, if it's w super hot, go. There's, 
if it's not going to kill you. If it's not really going to be dangerous for the yeah. boat, other than a little uncomfortable for a temporary period of time, go. Right. right. And I think that's just the point I wanted to make as far as... Well, that's know. true because how do you know three days into the journey that the perfect weather for the perfect spot at the right. perfect time doesn't happen? Right. And if you had left at the perfect time from the shore, that opportunity and those things you could have saw never would have happened. Right. And being on shore those other three days, it's just three more days of what you've already seen. Right, exactly. You know, so that's pretty cool. Uh, journey. Um, how would the journey be? Um, what would you be most excited about? Let's do that one first. Uh, the unknown. I mean, just knowing going into a journey like this that you you are going to get to different points and say well we have to you know look over in that direction there's a bunch of birds over there which probably means there's a bunch of fish over there which let's go in that direction south or southward because of the fact that uh there's there's we need food and there's a food supply in that direction and just those little tiny decisions that have to be made that you know going in are going to have to be made, but you don't know what they're going to be. Hmm. Uh, and then within that, what do you uncover when you make the, the left turn, the right turn, you know, north, south, whatever it is? Because uh, in my mind, I'm always, I'm always sailing west. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I never envisioned myself uh, sailing east. So I don't know why that is. Maybe that's just because we've learned history in a way that everything always went from, you know, east to, to west. Um, <laughs> So anyway, that's that's just the way I envision it. So, what about you? Yeah, I I I think you know the journey would be fun and all the unknowns that happen each day. And I also think not just visually and you know stimulation wise, like the actual experience, but also who you're becoming, managing. And growing in the relationships that are close to you and who they're becoming right. along the way. But you, you'd almost have to, I think, vocalize that and focus on it for it to be important for everybody. Right. But I think people, if everybody could buy into that, they would have such a better time knowing that there's something you can look at, you can control and you could come out of it better, and then wherever you are is already going to be great. Sure. Yeah, I mean, there's there's also some times when you think to yourself in this and that, and like there's it's just so big, you know. We we even just we didn't discuss how long we're trying to have this journey last, but how important the beginning of that journey is. That taking that moment to your point to express um, what you're hoping to gain from it, right? What you're hoping they gain from it. Having that sort of, you know, uh, that's why there's things like toasts, right? There, there's, there's a reason for those types of uh, life experiences to set the tone for what you want to do. And then also be prepared that when you get to that place where it's ending, that there's a moment to take that in and say, look what we just accomplished. And so there's these other moments in the big grand scheme of things that are just as important as those individual along the way journey mm -hmm. moments. Uh, and those can be really planned and calculated uh, because of the fact, because you know that they're important moments. They're important to, to kick it off correctly and to you know, kind of wrap it up and summarize things in, 
in that way after the journey's over. It's interesting. Once you said length of the, the journey, I thought to myself for a second, it really doesn't matter how long it is because the first moment when you live based off philosophy or principle or just a way of doing things, like all those moments matter and are connected. So, and unfortunately, nobody ever knows how long sure. the ride is. Yeah, for sure. And that's so the why sooner becomes... you get on the oh, boat yeah. and the sooner you try to have an awareness and about what you want to do and accomplish on the boat, then the longer the ride, the shorter the ride, you know, becomes more about the ride. Yeah, it, it, you you end up being able to appreciate every moment during the journey more when you realize that the, the, this boat ride is obviously you know, the metaphor uh, for your life. And if you don't think about it in those terms, then you can be distracted by a lot of things that get you off course. Uh, but it also doesn't allow you to articulate, again, going back to what I had just said, articulating what you're trying to accomplish and communicating to, to the people on that boat, how you appreciate them um, being there and being there on the journey with you. And then in the moments, how you appreciate what they're contributing at that particular time. So uh, I think a lot of this is just um, what, you know, a great exercise and game to play that hopefully I know I will um, be more conscious of how to appreciate those people on the boat ride I'm on right now. Mm -hmm. Couple things to finish up. Destination. Where are you and who are you? Destination. Okay. You know, I just have, again, I've always envisioned this, this idea about, I've used boats and sort of directional uh, analogies as it relates to goals in the past. So for me, and again, I've always felt I'm going westward, but I think I'd want to do it on the Pacific Ocean um, and go to islands like the South Pacific and places like that where uh, I really don't know that much about them. And it's just intriguing to me. It's intriguing that whether it's Fiji or Tahiti or Bora Bora, or I don't even know where these places are. If you told me, uh, and I'm okay in geography, I, I know generally where they are, but I don't know specifically where they are. So I think for me, that whole Polynesian, whatever uh, Pacific uh, island culture is intriguing to me and I think I would want to go in, in there and for me that sort of represents just wanting to, to learn more and understand people different people uh, as much and you get exposed to that and have those experiences as much as possible that's for me I'm not a people person in, in general like I don't want to go and you know talk to a bunch of people every day but I do like meeting new people. I do like meeting new interesting people and people that I've never met before, uh, whether it's a, a type of person, a culture, uh, you know, things like that are intriguing to me. What about you? Um, where? I mean, I think I'm definitely a, a warm, a warm environment type of person. Um, yeah, I would love to see, you know, blue waters and... Right all sorts of things like that. And I mean, even, you know, the lifestyle of the boat would be, you know, snorkeling and swimming and 
and all the things that happen around the water and around beaches. You know, I just feel that when thinking about traveling by boat, um, not just boat people, but the places that boats take you, whether it be by person or by philosophy, those are my kind of people. Right. I mean, people yeah. closer to the water think a little more like I like to be around people that think, you know, just right. positive, yep. you know, you know, you think Outdoors. of all these different places, like what's the motto in Jamaica, you know, no worries. You know what I mean? Right, like right, you go right. to these island places, you know, sure. Hawaii, Ahana, you know, right. family, no one gets left behind. You know, like these cultures that have made their life around water and water is life. Um, it's just, you know, the, the places that boats would take you would be um, the kind of places I'd want to be. And it's it's interesting. I don't know how well that works once you get into Arctic caps. <laughs> I don't know if the sunshine and the water. Sure. You need that combination of both to get that that uh, that kind of vibe. But uh, I think that's something that um, I know I would enjoy is well, is that island. And I think to follow the second part of that question is who who are you, who do you want to become or uh, who are you going? Yeah, I just just I mean based off the name of the boat, I just. Because, because I know I would I want to start off being the person that has to gather the people, you know, get people on board, get everybody to understand what their roles are, you know, um, push people to do whatever their respective uh, job is as, as well as they can. But by the end of that journey, I want to be the person who's somebody else has taught somebody else how to do that. Right. And I don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. And, and by the end, by the time that that it's over it's it's uh, it's now somebody else's journey mm-hmm. it's now somebody else's boat it's no longer my boat right and what's interesting about people being in their own head is no matter how much of your boat that it is everybody's on a different ride right even with all the same exact factors in sure. place sure you know, so it, that's interesting that that's you know the last question was how did you benefit or impact the people you were on the journey with and the people you met along the way um, so yeah, I think that, uh, for me, who you are, I just, the more I read and study the Bible and the more I learn to love God and to serve others and to walk humbly and to lift people up and be a servant to their needs. And the more I can keep my pride and what I want in check, the more I see the benefits of living that way, right. the more the people around me respond positively not only in their life but in you know the way we interact and so that would be just one big training ground for that just like either on the boat or or in my day that is just always the goal to use all those situations I'm in as an opportunity to try to express those truths more and share them with people so that they can um, be who they were created to be and it's just, it's such a backwards thing to think how um, making your life about somebody else's journey can make your journey better. But for some reason, it just works out that way. Sure. And, and that's, you know, that's why when, when I uh, name the boat, it's, for me, it's not about the number of people that I could even put on the boat. It's about the hopefully trying to to push the people around me uh, in a way 
that they become better after um, you know our experience together, right? Um, sometimes that's through encouragement. Sometimes that's through direct challenging, but in a way that allows for them to, whether they appreciate it in the moment or it's something that they learn over time, you know. Um, but really, that does tie into what I try to accomplish uh, every day, which is to to push the people and myself in a way that allows for there to be uh, a, a slightly better version of who you were. And some days you have success in that, some days you don't. But And, and I even go so far as to say there's I do it so much that there are plenty of people that I know will, that I try to push and they'll never get it. Um, or they'll get it really late in the game. Uh, and I don't attach myself to that. I don't, I don't worry about whether they do or not. And I'm not judging my success or failure as being somebody who challenges people based off of whether they have the even desire to improve themselves. So, you know, that does allow for there to be some other challenges I have in my life because, uh, you know, not everybody likes to be challenged. <laughs> and so I, I, there are people that don't as appreciate that reality. But for me, that this would be tied into to kind of the purpose of my life, really, which is trying to do what I can, leave some sort of mark on the people that I care about in, in a way that allows for them to enjoy their life better. So I think that's why it's important for you to know what the name of the boat is and for you to know what your life is about because people do have a choice if they get on the boat or not. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, because if, if they don't have any interest in being that, then maybe they choose not to be on the boat. They could be invited. Yeah, you'll see them at the next stop. Right, exactly. It's no big deal. Well, this has been a great uh, game, and, and uh, we play this game a lot more than we, we realize, um, whether it's an individual word or, or a topic. So I appreciate the, you know, in in this uh, in this exercise in this game today because it made me think about a lot of things that I haven't had the the time or, or made the time for so uh, and I think that's why analogies are so powerful it can get you to see or think about something that you think about all the time but in a different way that it causes you to think of it in a different way right versus just go into your auto yeah. reply yeah because the details of life can get in the way of us seeing the bigger picture lesson that you can learn so well i hope that's what uh what you take from from this and uh i know i will take from this and anybody who's listening will take from this so uh i appreciate uh, everybody taking the time and hopefully you you know spend some time with your family or your your close personal friends and, and decide what your boat ride wants to look like and who's on it so thank you have a good day